This is not the season nor the hour to give up in our pursuit of everything God said that we can have. Find out how to do just that next on Consuming Fire Network. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I praise God for everybody tuning in today. This is your host, Bryson Ricardo Butler with Consuming Fire Network, where the fire of God is consuming God's people. And here today, uh, what I want to talk about is being persistent in prayer, persistence in prayer, because it's very easy for me to pray on a Monday and pray on a Tuesday, but then give up on a Wednesday, then I'm down and out on Thursday, then I'm depressed on a Friday, now I'm on Saturday and I'm giving up hope, now I'm waiting on the pastor to pump me back up on a Sunday just to start the cycle back over again. God is wanting us, he's desiring us to be persistent in our prayer. Uh, and for illustration of this, I'm going to the book of St. Luke. Uh, I'm going a couple places, chapter 18 and chapter 1 of, of St. Luke. Uh, I'll start at chapter 18 first, if you would turn with me there, starting at the first verse of chapter 18. Uh, and it reads, uh, And he spoke a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint, saying there was in a city a judge that feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith, and shall not God avenge his own elect? which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the son of man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? Shall he find faith on the earth? Now, if you jump back with me to Luke chapter one, starting at verse five, I'll start at verse, verse five. And it reads, there was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the of the course of Abia, and his wife was the, of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. And they had no child because that Elizabeth was barren and they both were now well stricken in years. And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God and the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. And thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son and thou shalt call his name John. Amen. Amen. Again, persistence 
and prayer. So in both occasions, in both stories from the book of St. Luke, we have two people that had to be persistent in order to get what God had for them. See, a lot of times in our culture today, we want a quick microwave blessing where if I put it in a microwave for two minutes, if I pray in tongues for five minutes, then my blessing, my answer should be on its way. It should be at my doorstep. It should be in my bank account. It should be in my back that's hurting. It should be in my body that, that needs to be healed. But God is saying you need to be persistent. God is not a Santa Claus. He's, he's not a genie and a bottle that I can rub my hands together and it just snaps everything back in the place that I think it should be. He's saying, I want you to pursue me in order to get what you need from me. Persistence in prayer. So in this first example, this is actually uh, Jesus Christ speaking this story. In Luke chapter 18, he speaks of a woman. Uh, she's been wrong. It doesn't exactly point out what she thinks should happen in her life that she thinks uh, was an injustice. But nevertheless, she has to go before a person, a judge that doesn't regard her. He doesn't regard her situation. He could care less. He doesn't even regard God as we just read. But one thing he did regard was this woman's persistence because he even said, if she keeps coming and coming and coming, eventually I'm going to have to give her what she wants, what she's asking for. Number one, because what she's asking for is under my jurisdiction, is under the law. She has a right to it. And number two, she's going to weary me by her continual coming. And Jesus in this instance is saying if a, if a judge that doesn't fear God feels this way about a person he has no regard for, just because they continually come in his courts, he gives that person justice. How much more will our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the Son of God, give us what we ask for if we continually stay in his courts, if we continue in prayer, if we continue in fasting, if we continue in seeking. See, going in our prayer closet on Monday because we were, we're propped up and we're on fire on the service that we just had on Sunday isn't going to be enough. It has to be a day by day process before, before the day breaks, we should be sending up our prayers and our supplications that the angels of God can, can continually uh, have our words in their hand, in their vessels to give unto God every day. And then in the evening too, before we lay our heads down, we need to be persistent and prayer. Now, if we jump back to uh, the first chapter in Luke chapter one, we have another person who needs something that he doesn't even realize he needed. See, this is, see, in the first case, you have a woman who presently knows I need my prayers answered. I need justice now. In this example, in Luke chapter one, we have Zacharias, a priest who spent so long without a son he doesn't even realize that he still has a want or a desire for a son. Have you ever waited on something for so long from God that it put that your fire has gone out? That you know what, if I get it or if I don't, it's, it's just kind of lack, lack of days ago, it's just kind of whatever. He spent so long wanting a son for so long, and I'm sure his wife that is barren, Elizabeth wanted a, a son for so long, and they pursued it for so many seasons that once it finally came, it's like, uh, whatever. And I'm here to talk to people. Don't give up on your pursuit. Don't give up. If God said, if God spoke into your belly, that is yours. If he, if he showed you in the scripture that you can have it, don't give up on your pursuit. It's being persistent 
in prayer. So this man, and, and, and now he's really a type and symbol, not only just for himself, not only just for his family, he's a type and symbol for the whole nation of Jews, the whole nation of Israel. Because believe it or not, Israel was very, very persistent. Well, what do you mean? And this is how we have to be. If you turn in your Bibles, uh, just kind of hold your place. But if you look at, most Bibles have this. Uh, there's a page between the last chapter of Malachi and the first chapter of Matthew. Like my, my Bible has this. It, it just has a page that says New Testament. I've seen a lot of Bibles just have a blank page. But it's one single page between the first chapter of Matthew and the last chapter of Malachi. The Old Testament and the New Testament. Why is that? For those of you that don't know, between Malachi and Matthew, between the Old Testament and the New Testament, God had stopped speaking to his people. He stopped sending angels to send messages. He stopped speaking to his prophets. There was 400 years of God not speaking to his people. The people were, the life was still going on and people were still trying to transition into their next, into their greater, but God had stopped speaking. So this one page in most people's Bibles represents 400 years in silence. Okay, great. Great knowledge, great information. What does that have to do with Zacharias? Again, as we read Zacharias before he was entering into the temple to fulfill the priestly duty. Now, their priestly duty was to go into the temple, not only to uh, with the prayers of the people that are that were outside of the temple, not only to lay down their supplications and and to stand as an intercessor for the people outside. They had to light incense in the temple day and night, day and night. They had to go in and light the incense. So each priest was allotted to do this one week. So when when it shows that Zacharias, it was his time to do it. He had to do this seven days straight. But look at the persistence of the people. I, I got my calculator right here. Look at the persistence of not just Zacharias, but the people of Israel to continually do this for 400 years. Because if you look at it while I, while I get my phone figured out, I got my calculator right here. So if I take 400 years times 365 days, that's 146,000 days. 146,000 days over four, a 400 year span of not hearing God, not getting an answer. 146,000 days. Now, again, they, they had to light the incense twice a day, once in the morning, once in the evening. So 146,000 times two, that's 292,000 times they went into the temple. They prayed to God. They lit the incense and didn't get an answer to their prayer. 292,000 matches, incense, prayers, going up before God, entering into the temple, going out back to the people with no answer, with no, with no unction from the spirit of God, without a word from the prophet. And they stayed persistent through it. They didn't stop going into the temple. They did not stop lighting the incense. They didn't stop taking in the prayers and the supplications of the people outside of the temple, into the temple, and they prayed anyway, 292,000 unanswered prayers, and they still went before the face of God. Persistence in prayer. Imagine that, 292,000 prayers in your life and you don't get an answer. How many of us would have given up after the 292nd prayer? 
How many of us give up after the third prayer? Lord, you know they disapproved that loan. Lord, you know that they messed up my paycheck. Lord, you know that they messed up everything in my life. And I'm praying to you five prayers, six prayers later, 10 prayers later, and we give up. I'm praying hard on a Tuesday and on a Wednesday, but by Thursday and Friday, I've given up all hope. I'm no longer going into the temple. I'm no longer lighting the incense, but this is saying we need to stay persistent in prayer. 292,000 prayers, 292,000 incense burning. And when they went out, they came back in the evening and lit it back up. And when that went out, they came back in the morning like clockwork and lit it back up. And now when this priest week was done, the next priest rotation came back in. It was a community of persistence. Why are we as a people not persistent in prayer? Imagine this, Zacharias, the priest going in. Imagine how some of our minds would have been. It's been 400 years. It's been all these prayers. It's been all these instances. It's been 292,000 instances of other priests going in without a result. So I'm going to go in and go in with the mindset of just going through the motions. How many of us are stuck in a rut? I've had so many prayers unanswered. I've had so many things that I thought in my mind should be that have gone unfulfilled. So now I'm just in a space that people expect to see this of me, but in my heart, I'm just going through the motions. I can imagine Zacharias the priest. I got my incense. I got my fuel. I got my fire. I got my match, but I, 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 I'm not even attached to the task that's before me. How many of us just go to church because that's what people expect of us? How many of us pray to God because I need to mark this off my checklist for today? Not really expecting an answer, not really expecting a breakthrough, not really expecting anything to change, but just going through the motions. Because I can almost guarantee Zacharias, when he was going through this, all the priests that have gone before him, none of them got an answer. I would imagine that he was the last thing he expected was an answer from God. Because again, after 400 years, this is the first time, now God has not yet spoken directly unto man, but this is the first time that God had directly communicated with man. He had a message for his angel Gabriel, and he sent Gabriel to send a message unto man. This is the first time since Malachi in 400 years that God had done this. So this is a message to somebody. Even though it hasn't been done, in your lifetime, if it hasn't been done in centuries and years and generations, why not you? What if you're the one, I'm speaking to you under the sound of my voice, what if you're the one that God wants to break the silence with? God is saying, I'm looking for somebody that I can speak to. I'm waiting to break the silence, but I need somebody that's going to be persistent in prayer. Because look at it, going back to 18, uh, he says, I will tell you in verse eight, I'll, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the son of man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? He's talking, what kind of faith is he talking about? The faith to be persistent. This is what in this verse he's counting as faith. This woman kept coming before the judge and she didn't allow his, his demeanor. He didn't allow, uh, she didn't allow his stature uh, and his authority over her 
to the minister fact that she needed to be persistent in order to get what she needed. Zacharias, 292,000 prayers in the lineage of his fathers and forefathers. No answer. All these prayers of the woman before the judge. I can imagine her coming day by day with no answer, getting rejected, getting kicked out of court, knowing she has a case, knowing she has a cause, knowing that she has a right to get what she's asking for. But nothing from the judge, yet they were both persistent. So that's my challenge for you today and for myself. When's the last time you really, where the Lord put something in your stomach and he really wanted you, he gave you a hunger and a thirst after to pursue it, whether it's a business, uh, a ministry, uh, a vision, what, whatever it is that, that you know God birthed in you to have that hunger and desire, but it was tossed to the wayside. It was, it was put aside for something else. It, it, was, it was put down. It's no longer being carried. It's no longer being prayed for. It's no longer being cared after. God is saying, pick it back up. Go back into the temple. Like the incense one more time. You got it now. You got to keep doing it day and night. Because again, if you look at verse 7 in chapter 18 and 7, it says, And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night? Day and night. Day and night. In the morning and in the evening, at least, we need to be praying with persistence day and night. And it says, He will avenge them speedily. You may not have gotten your answer in the time frame that you felt in your mind that we should that you should have gotten that answer. But once he comes, he remedies the situation speedily. The judge in the example took a while to come around. But once he finally had the answer for her, he got fed up of her coming. It took but a split second decision. It took the stroke of a pen. It, it took the voice of him speaking to a few of his congregates to change around her whole situation. Zacharias, after 400 years of God not speaking unto man, took a while for the answer. But once the answer came, he changed around history speedily. God is saying, even though you pursue me day one and I didn't answer, you pursue me day two and without, without remedy, you pursue me for two months, for two years, for two decades, and you still haven't heard my voice. You still haven't gotten the answer. Stay persistent. Keep chasing me. See, God loves to be chased. He loves for his glory to be hunted down. He loves for his people to pursue. Because again, he says, will he find such faith on the earth? He counts our persistence as our faith. So on today, stay persistent in prayer. Hallelujah. I praise God for everybody tuning in. Uh, if there's anybody that you know needs this word, needs this message that uh, maybe they used to pray or maybe they used to be in their Bible and they kind of gave up, share this message with them. This is not for my glory. This is for the glory of God. I really want his message to be uh, spread as broadly and, and to as many people that, uh, that he allows it to reach to get glory for the throne of God. Amen. This is your host, Bryson Ricardo Butler. Until next time, God bless.